Hello and happy Christmas and a merry new Easter to you. <laughs> this is Riot the alternative music podcast. You probably didn't expect a show today um, because this is going out on actual Christmas Day. My name's Stephen Hill. Happy Christmas. His name's Renfrey Dedman. Happy Christmas to you, Renfrey. Happy what Christmas, mate. What a joyous time of year. It's lovely, isn't it? I think actually, if anything, this might actually go out Christmas Eve. So um, I don't know if you want to take any of that those season greetings back or not. No. It's up to you. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I think mean, happy Christmas Eve as well then. Whatever. Merry Christmas, Steve. Yeah, it's, uh, it's lovely to be here. Um, thanks very much for listening. You, because I'm sure you have. I mean, I'm sure santa claus the movies on telly you could be watching that but you're choosing to spend your time with us and yeah. so we appreciate that thanks for that dudley um thank Moore, you so eh? dudley more yeah dudley uh deadly more more like <laughs> oh, shit that's not very nice is it that's ruined all the goodwill um uh, we also want to say a big happy christmas and thank you so much to our friends at signature brew go over to signaturebrew.co.uk as i look to my slightly to my left you're right as you look at me Renfrey although mm-hmm. you are on an iPad mm-hmm. um I can see uh, underneath my Christmas tree guess what I can see What's a that? pub a, a 24 can pub in the box that you mm. can get from Signature Brew Signature Brew as good. you know are fine supporters who have been brewing music inspired alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages in the case of their Jamie Lenman lemonade since 2011 are good friends of ours and I decided to buy my brother-in-law. Uh, this he won't. He doesn't listen to this. I bought him a pub in the box. Well, look at that for Christmas, and I feel like that is a good present. Twenty-four cans. He gets a glass with it. He gets some snacks. He gets a quiz, and I put Riot Act in the checkout. I got ten percent off. I am living proof the system works, Renfrey. <laughs> this is your brother-in-law who's just become a father, is that correct? It is, so he will need a few he's beverages. He's going to need a few beers, isn't he? He's going to need a few beers, yeah. yeah. He's definitely yeah. going to need a few beers. So there you go. I can see it from the corner of my eye. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so go over to signaturebrew.co.uk, put Riot Act in the checkout and order yourself some nice drinks because I've just been smashed into tier four. I know you've been in it for a little bit, so... <laughs> yeah. Probably going to want to do that for a little bit. Um, Or I don't want to bring you down by talking about that shit. It's Christmas. Um, I'm going to let you take over in a minute, Renfrey, because this is not a usual show. This is a kind of bonus special episode that we're putting out because we've done something special. Also, it's four minutes past 11 uh, on Mm. the day before, on the 23rd of December, as we record, you and I. And I've just gone out. I've actually went to a a Chinese, all-you-can-eat Chinese restaurant. And I've... I'm full of chow mein and prawn toast. So oh, and I had five beers as well. Five? So, five beers. Not really drink, drinking that much. So I'm a bit loose. That's why I said <laughs> that, that horrible shit about Dudley Moore that I just said. <laughs> I'd like to say massively now, uncalled for. Steve is now reclining <laughs> further back into his chair than I've ever seen yeah. him. He's wagging. I've done my bit. Wagging the really expensive £350 microphone around, twirling it around his fingers, Freddie Mercury style. He just doesn't care. Uh- I, yeah, I've, done, I've, done, I've done my bit um but <laughs> Renfrew I'm gonna let you explain why we are here on this okay. most festive of occasions so um we were you know very disappointed as many of you I'm sure were that we couldn't do our usual kind of riot act Christmas extravaganza we usually do the quiz so we usually would have been doing the big fat alternative quizzes of the year three three bloody hell um, mad this year um but obviously, what with everything that's been going on, we weren't able to do that. And uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I was uh, lying in bed, unable to sleep, um, which is quite a common thing for me, I have to say. And just had my brain was just whirring with ideas. And I kind of thought of this. I thought it would be really cool for us to do like a charity Christmas single. I thought mm. that would be a fun idea. Um And I called. It was really, really late at night. But I know our brilliant, brilliant um, editor behind the scenes, John, he's a night owl just like I am. So I called him and I said, I've had this idea and I just need to run it by someone because I don't know if it's the best idea ever or just a fucking terrible idea. Um, And we discussed it a little bit and it became something far bigger through that discussion so i think it was john who suggested we should do a sort of band-aid thing 
where we find a Christmas carol and then we get as many bands as we can possibly think of within this scene and the sort of bands that we cover to be involved in the track and like various vocalists would take a line here a line there and it'd be like do they know it's christmas time except without all the sort of africa kind of stuff in it as yeah well. you hate charity don't you <laughs> 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 uh yeah right, okay um and uh i'm just here for a little bit of levity <laughs> this week by the way everyone um and then we i mean we were really set on doing if you remember the initial discussions we were really set on doing the deck deck the halls of the bowels of holly weren't we yeah because uh, it goes because you could no. do a brutal ding dong and a ding I'm dong so merrily sorry, on high. ding dong merrily on high yeah yeah yeah, yeah. ding dong, ding dong. i want to do a ding dong and then a high pitch merrily on high i thought it could sound really <laughs> really necro you called me to date this you called me when i was in the gym not been to the gym that much this year you can probably tell from my fat face but um <laughs> you called me while i was in the gym it was the I, end of october yeah. as i recall mm. and i have to say that most of the people that we've been working with on this are just amazed that anything's come together at all anything that you have to do for christmas usually starts around like june you know the initial planning so the fact that we've actually managed apart to get... from bill nighy in love actually who records his christmas single like two weeks before christmas of course yeah because that film's yeah. terrible but he's bill nighy he can do what he likes um so yeah i then got in um i was talking to tom peters from alpha male tea party and he's become a kind of arranger extraordinaire for this track uh and i was curious if he'd be involved um in the song and he came up with the idea his band alpha male tea party have done a bunch of kind of medleys over the years and they used to do a lot of collaborative medleys together at arc tangents and he said well why don't we do a christmas carol medley so the the idea just kept expanding and expanding, expanding. Tom came back to us really quickly. We're actually going to have an interview that I conducted with Tom uh, later on, on on this podcast where we talk about arranging the track and why we chose the carols that we did and why we tried to send it out to the people that we did. And there's lots of exciting, interesting tidbits of information there. We'll also have, um, we'll discuss particular parts of the song as well and we'll fade those parts of the song in. A bit like Song Exploder. I like to think of this as a, our song exploder, our attempt mm. at it at the very least. Um, so you'll get all of that. And Tom was just amazing. He brought us back this arrangement within 24 hours. I think it was so quick. And we were off to the races. It was like, oh, shit, we're actually doing this thing now. Um, let me just go through the list. I must go through the list of all the bands who are on this thing because I think it's very important to give everyone a shout out. So we have Tom Peters from Alpha Male Tea Party, Blake Mostyn from Delta Sleep, Sam Organ from the Physics House Band, Vlad Matvekov and Toby Logan from In Technicolor, Mikey Goodman from Sixth, Hebe Jones, Ashley Tubb from Sugar Horse, Tom Morris from Her Name Is Colour, Jen Hingley from False Advertising, Zach Jackson from El Muno, Jordan Jeffries from Conj, and James Stretton Pritchard from Better Than Mending. The purpose of putting together this single in the first place is available now from riotactpodcast.bandcamp.com. You can download the single. It's £1, and 100% of the profits that we are getting for this um, single will go to venues that didn't receive any money from the government bailout earlier this year. There were a whole bunch of venues that did, and that was wonderful news. Um, but there were also a bunch of venues and festivals and, and um, music industry projects that didn't. And it seemed a little bit like a, a bit of a crapshoot as to what did and what didn't. So we wanted to do something to help those who didn't manage to get any funding. And 100% of everything that is raised from this single will go to that. Um, as you've been uh, sort of offhand with this project i've kind of <laughs> i've been telling you I've, <laughs> I've been telling you how it's been going and stuff yeah. and you've been like oh i'll wait till the finished track is, is yeah yeah uh, yeah i did want to listen to it in it's i thought it was important to have you know somebody who was going to come in and just hear it fully formed well i suppose i'm saying that you you're not super super close to it so you can have a genuine kind of opinion to it i mean i think it's fucking fantastic but you heard it for the first time about 15 minutes ago mm -hmm. um give me your lowdown on this track we've called it wreck the halls uh give me your lowdown on this song well i mean i can pay it no higher compliment than uh, i would put this on a playlist alongside stay another day by e17 as oh. a as a as a which isn't really a christmas song actually so this is more <laughs> is, of a christmas yeah. song 
than Stay Another Day by E17. Um, I I really like it. I kind of, when I was talking about it to you, now not a lot of people know this about me, but after Stegel split up, I did a comedy grindcore band called Cruise Addiction and we did a Christmas album and we took a lot of carols and we sort of did them in a silly, stupid, piss-takey way. And I thought that's what this was going to be. But this song really does treat the source material with... Uh, a degree of respect which i wasn't necessarily expecting and the, you know those christmas carols are they're nice aren't they a good song is a good song is a good song and um i, I did say to remfrey after i heard it probably not the first thing i should have said but i did go i wish you'd put a blast beat in that was the <laughs> only thing <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that is true. Yeah. That, that is the one thing. And then I was like, that's no way to start this conversation. Where's the blast beats? Like proper fucking metal knobhead. Um, but yeah, it's really great. And I think it does it, it does touch on all, not all of, but many of the elements of music that we cover as it's it morphs through quite a lot of different styles and forms and genres over a six and a half minute runtime. Yeah, it's between six and a half and seven minutes. There was actually mm. a slightly extended edition, which was like seven and a quarter minutes. But I made some, I made a couple of demands last minute and asked for like a verse and a chorus to be cut you, or something like that. You, you took the blast beats out, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Despite me. Yes, that's exactly right. I was like, these blast beats, they gotta go. Um, amazing. I'm really pleased to hear that you think that, man. It, it's been a hell of a undertaking and it's taken up a ridiculous amount of my time. I have to say, I didn't realise yeah. how much um, it would be a hell of a task to undertake to get all these people together and collaborate. But I have to really thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for this because absolutely everything that has gone into this song has been done on people's free time, basically. Um, as this is a charity thing, everyone's just just given up their time to do it. Um, I have to thank Tom Peters for the arrangement of this um, of this song. So we've got Good King Wenceslas, Ding Dong Merrily on High, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem and Silent Night, all sort of um, corrugated together in this big lump and doom metal mess kind of thing. But it sounds absolutely beautiful in places. It sounds really elegiac in places. It sounds quite punky in places. Um, mm. But this this uh this medley that he put together for us is absolutely incredible um vlad matvekov over at small pond for just being so damn accommodating i was just idly telling him about this project not even not even specifically looking to get him involved and not only did he want to be involved but he offered us free studio time at small pond plus someone to mix it the masterful sam coveney and someone to master it the incredible leah mcmillan all for free and all of that stuff together, I mean, it would have cost well over a grand what we were getting for free there. And it sounds like it sounds like a commercially mm. releasable single, though, right? You know, so yeah. it sounds absolutely massive. Um, um, to just to that end, Rimfrey, what I yeah. should say is I listened to it and then it went from my iTunes. I downloaded it uh, straight into the first track on the new album by which I'm not sure we're going to review on this show given how I feel about it, uh, the, the first track on the new album by Sweden's Humanity's Last Breath. Right. And I thought, uh, you know, a kind of established deathcore band. And I thought, God, this sounds crap compared to what I've just listened to. So, I mean, I can't say headier praise than this is definitely better than Humanity's <laughs> Last Breath. That's what we've been aiming for the whole time. We've been like, we just need to get it above the Humanity's Last Breath standard and then mm. we'll be winning. Um, Big thank you also to Tony Co. Brooker at Music Venues Trust for helping us to realise this project and um, and letting us know about the fund uh, that we can um, uh, give this money to to help out those venues. And obviously a big thank you to all the artists who ended up getting involved in the project and making it sound as massive as it does. Um, we could not have done this thing without you, obviously. Well, it would have been me and you doing the vocals, wouldn't it? Which would have been dreadful. Well, I think I would have been all right, but I don't know so much about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been rubbish. would have been really, really rubbish. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. It's for a good cause. Um, you can go over to our Bandcamp page, which you've, you're just throwing this at me now. I don't know what it is. I'm Riot just trying to close, close this up, but go on. It's riotatpodcast.bandcamp.com to download the single. It costs just £1, and 100% uh, of the proceeds will go to venues that didn't receive money from the government bailout. Yeah. 
which is a really cool cause. And yes, well done. Thank you. We're we're happy. We're happy with that. Um, so let's move on over to the interview that I conducted with hmm. Tom Peters from Alpha Male Tea Party, who arranged the um, entire medley together. Uh, and it will give you a bit of an insight into the process behind the song, give you a little bit of a taster of the song as well. Um, and uh, yeah, let's do a little outro for this as well. We can say goodbye at the end, can't we? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Is it still part of it? Or yeah, sure. Recording? Why not? All right, fine. It. All right yeah, let's throw, let's throw to Renfrey. Let's throw to Renfrey and Tom now. Hello there. And I am joined by our maestro behind this absolutely wonderful riot act Christmas single, Tom Peters from Alpha Male Tea Party. Tom, how the hell are you? I'm not bad, thank you, mate. Uh, you know, after the year we've all had, I could be in a much darker place than I am right now. Quite. So, you know... <laughs> It's yes. interesting. You've already brought it up. I think the year that we've all had, traditionally, what myself and Steve would do as part of Riot Act, what we have done every year is done a live Christmas show. And it was so blatantly obvious that that was not going to happen this year. <laughs> and I think quite late on in the day, around sort of late October, I was lying asleep lying asleep lying awake sorry <laughs> in bed couldn't get to sleep at all classic insomnia cutting yeah, in and i was yeah. like what can we do we have to do something for christmas especially something that really sums up this remote 2020 year that we've had i mean for me and steve it's just been doing a bunch of remote interviews like this over zoom zoom was uh, a company that people had barely even heard of this time last yeah, year yeah. you know and this idea of kind of getting loads and loads of people together to form these this uber band and play these christmas carols just seems like a, as soon as i jumped onto that idea and discussed it with our editor john who i owe a lot of thanks to behind the scenes and then he suggested it could be like this band-aid thing i loved the idea of doing our own band-aid i mean you know it just um became such a colossal kind of project um to pull off but i'm wondering i came to you relatively early in the process um what were your initial thoughts when I put this idea to you? Because it's quite it's quite a bonkers idea. And I was coming to you very late in the day with it. And there were a lot of people who were very kindly kind of going, this is a really good idea. I mean, it would have been nice if you'd come to us two months before. Hmm. <laughs> but like, what were your thoughts when I came to you with this absolutely silly crackpot well, idea? The, the thing is, you actually, you caught me at a really good time. Because uh, before... You know, if if everything had gone to plan around that time, I probably would have not been able to do it. But as it happened, um, I think we were in touch about some other stuff anyway. And uh, it transpired that I was bloody stuck in self-isolation, bored out of my mind. Yeah. So you getting in touch and being like, do you want to play some guitar for a like fun thing? I was like, yeah, yeah, I absolutely want to do that. Um, especially, I think... Because I didn't have to do any of the hardcore uh, logistics aspect of it as well. It was more just be creative and put a tune together. I was like, well, that's absolutely something I can do right now. Um, so and you did. You uh, came back to us so quickly that evening. You came back to us with some ideas. It was bloody amazing. did, didn't I? Yeah, I was we so committed to your cause, Renfrey. <laughs> Uh, and I had a lot of fun. In fact, I was sat in this very chair, which obviously on a podcast you, your listeners won't be able to see. But I was locked in my in my bedroom in my flat, uh, and I just I just strung all my favourite Christmas hymns together uh, and made them sound disgusting. And that's uh, you know that's it really. So what that's was great. the idea? Because we came to you with a brief. In fact. If I recall, it was your idea to do it as a medley. Mm -hmm. um, um, people familiar with Tom's work will know from his band Alpha Male Tea Party that medleys have played quite an important role in your band. Do you mind just discussing that very quickly? Yeah, of course. Oh, well, no, of course I don't mind uh, is the correct English, I think. there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the medley thing just kind of made sense because initially we were talking about the idea of doing like just one hymn weren't we and, and kind right. of you know working on that maybe i think ding dong merrily on high was, was first kind of cited and then i kind we of liked, thought we liked the idea of glory at glory yeah yeah we, we, of we, course, we yeah. were really hung up on that so. yeah absolutely yeah um so 
I was kind of thinking about it and I was thinking about, you know, the, the history of AMTP and, and, and what an aspect of what we're known for is, is the Duff medleys that we've done at our tangent festival with our, our, our excellent, beautiful friend, Danwell Beasley, who's sadly no longer with us anymore. So I thought, well, you know, what would Dan do? He'd do a bloody medley, wouldn't he? He'd string he a load of Christmas tunes together and make it sound incredible. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I think that makes the most sense. And the, the the beautiful thing about the medley, and especially with Christmas hymns, by the way, is they're all in bloody G major. They're all <laughs> in the right key. They're all loosely in the right tempo. So you can just bolt the buggers together and it sounds great. Um, and it, it gives a lot of scope as, as well because obviously you came to me with this idea that you wanted the track to have lots of ebb and flow to it and to have uh, big dynamic changes and shifts that would like suit different vocalists and stuff like that. So it just made sense to go down the medley route and I think it's come out like really cool and really nice and it, and it really kind of plays on the strengths of all the different singers that we've got involved on the project. We wanted to be able to accommodate as many people, particularly from the UK. It could have been anywhere, really, but especially as a, a the, the money that we raise from the single will go into sort of UK venues and stuff like that. We wanted to kind of show the breadth of talent across this amazing island that we have, really. So, yeah, there was a kind of um, part of the brief was sort of like, right, we want like a really quiet, serene bit where some lovely kind of ethereal feminine vocals can come in. And then we want a bit where someone can scream oh, <laughs> you know, and all this sort of stuff. Um, but it was just to kind of showcase as much of what's going on in this country as we possibly can. And we got loads of people on it in the end. Yeah, um, like there's so many voices. I think we have 10 vocalists in total sam our amazing producer behind the scenes at small pond said that there's 30 vocal tracks in total hmm. on the track i believe um so it is it's been a hell of an undertaking and we've listened to lots in fact we listened to well at this point little insight behind the curtain at this point i don't think we've heard the finished 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 thing nope. but we've heard the like 97 percent finished thing haven't we yeah and it sounds huge, you know, it sounds so big with all those different vocalists coming in. And I think we've done a really good job of being able to incorporate all of those different styles into one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, may, may I ask you a question? Of course. Yeah. Acceptable. So uh, you, you sort of briefly touched on what the point of the project was, but do you want to kind of expand on, on what the impetus behind doing this was in the first place for you guys at, at the podcast? Yeah. Bar beyond um, just wanting to do something for Christmas, just because we usually do or we have done up until this point, when it came round to actually thinking of a more justified reason, then we just want to have a bit of a jolly. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. But obviously, this has been a really tough year for musicians and um, for everyone, actually. But but for musicians particularly, their livelihoods have been taken away. And um, we've always been a podcast who've wanted to give something back where and when we can. And so the idea of doing a kind of charity single to try and raise money for some of the venues that didn't receive government funding. I think mm -hmm. particularly there was a lot of, um, I was so overjoyed to hear many of the organisations and labels and venues that I love and hold dearly to my heart did get funding. But it did seem to be a real crapshoot in terms of like the ones that did mm. and the ones that didn't. And, you know, uh, that's not a criticism per se, because goodness me, if I was in charge of having to dole out the funds for these kind of charities, I'm sure I would, you know, screw it up in some way. I'm not saying they screwed it up. It's just that sometimes you would see, I mean, you've already mentioned them. Art Tangent Festival, for example, didn't get yeah, any yeah. funding at all, 2000 no. Trees. And you kind of look at it on paper and go, well, what are those festivals doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. Um. So the idea of wanting to raise a little bit of money and raise a little bit of hope for, for those venues and those organisations that ha had just had quite a lot of hope stripped away from them mm. seemed really, really appealing. Um, it also meant, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, I don't even know if I should keep this in, but truthfully, when you put the charity angle on it, you can start asking people to do favours. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of like... Because we wanted to get as many people involved, but, you know, there's no... There's absolutely no budget for this at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I should probably point out at this point that every single person who's contributed to this track in any way, shape or form, whether it's arranging it like you've done, playing on it, singing for it, putting the artwork together, um, like all the bits and pieces behind the scenes that we've had to do, like setting up a band camp page and all that crappy admin stuff that we've had to do, getting everyone together to do it, studio time, mixing, mastering. I could go on. All of that has been done for free, which is just so astonishing. And really, I need to thank, I mean, really, I need to thank everyone individually, but just as a general thank you now to say, like, that is an incredible thing that we've managed to put something quite complex and odd together in such a short space of time. It's two months, literally, when I had this idea to actually being a finished song. And everyone's done that just by giving up their own time because they think it's a cool idea or um they believe in the cause or a bit of both and that's just a really wonderful thing it's very festive isn't it it's very festive uh, yeah. yeah um i uh i didn't realize i wasn't getting paid though run free um, oh this I'm, is a bad time to have that conversation <laughs> isn't it? i am of course <laughs> joking um yeah i mean it it was i i think i really enjoyed the project because it was a it was a different way of thinking about what you can do with with music in that you know like i haven't written any of the songs obviously but i'm like well what can i do with these obviously very potent recognizable melodies and turn them into something that it's like that, a band covering smells like teen spirit or something yeah it does feel a everyone bit like that, knows actually. these songs yeah yeah totally yeah. um hopefully it's not as hackneyed as that though so uh <laughs> but uh you know so it was really fun to just sort of because there's you know there's a couple of bits in in it's pretty heavy isn't it really and and there's yeah. there's lots of like pretty fucking nasty can i swear sorry i just yeah you can swear oh, okay great thanks um it's christmas yeah it's, everyone swears at christmas <laughs> good father fucking christmas um you know it it's really interesting to be able to sort of reimagine these old sort of hymns that everybody knows uh, and just turn them into like doom metal and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just kind gent. of really, really fun. There is a little gent bit. Be happy with, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Which we we nearly cut out because I wasn't sure at first, but I do really like it now. Yeah, no, you um, were you were shot down quite quickly with that one. I know. Uh, yeah, I well, think I, we all came back. Yeah, yeah, going, yeah. No, you were like, no, 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 that needs to stay there. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I'm glad it did. Been, it's just been fun you know like I, I think the other thing for me um it's been quite a creative year anyway because we've done the amtp record this year and and i was kind of like i was like oh you know i felt a little bit bereft when we finished the alpha male tea party record and i was like i kind of want to get myself stuck into something pretty quick because you know we can't play any shows at the moment we can't do the normal band stuff and and like announce a tour and go on the road and play our new record to loads of people so it was just nice to you know while i was sat at home just have a reason to try and be creative but in a different way about it like just reimagine something that's that's as old as time itself and it's just yeah it's a really enjoyable fun process i i happen to approach you in the interim period between i believe you pretty much just put down tools for infinity stir mm-hmm. the new alpha male tea party record um so you're in that kind of two month period in between um the record being done and release and building up a campaign and Correct, blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. i mean it ends up being a surprise release but you know all those kind of things so yeah it feels like um uh, it feels like good timing <laughs> in, yeah in yeah definitely i mean i think if you weirdly enough i think if you'd have contacted me like like with more time i.e like a month or two earlier i probably would have just been like i haven't got time sorry Renfrey. Ah. <laughs> but you know um, we had a few of those yeah we had yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure um but you know uh i think you know i think also that because i didn't have to write anything specifically 
um, it was something that I could I could just like feel my way through it, and that's because it came together quite quickly. I think it took it me like two or three days to have a proper demo for you guys. Um, if that, it was so quick. It was really quick. It's basically got off. You know what? It basically got off the phone from you asking me to do it, and was like, "Well, fuck it. I've got nothing better to do. I'll just mm. get my guitar on and 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 crack on and see what happens." And I think we had an arrangement, which is almost what we've got now within twenty four hours. It was really quick. Really, was it really that quick. fast? Yeah, it was I mean, really quick. Doesn't yeah. doesn't see. This is the thing about me though: is um, I will either do it instantly or I will take forever. There's right. no in between. It's like I'm like that with an- like answering text messages and things like that. You know, if I'm staring <laughs> at my phone and a message comes in and I'm in the right headspace to reply, I will reply instantaneously. But if I don't reply in that moment, it would be weeks later before you get anything out of me. It's yeah, a terrible, it's a terrible like uh, character flaw, but it, mm. it is what it is. So you got yeah, me on a good day. I had nothing to do, and I happen to really like Christmas carols. Um, I'm not uh, a particularly religious person, but there is something about those old Christmas carols that just get, gets gets the heart pumping, the blood flowing, the Christmas vibes. You know, you get your tinsel out and your holly and and your distortion pedal, you know, <laughs> roast fuzz pedals for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Jesus and the Disciples. Yeah. That's what we should call it. <laughs> Jesus and the Disciples. <laughs> Which one of us is Jesus? <laughs> Um, what what made you choose the songs that you went with in the end? Then there's four four carols that have been like Tom Petersized. Um, what um, what made you go with those choices? Well, Ding Dong Melly on High, you'd already mentioned that one, so that was already like there in my head. So I was like, okay, well that's a good one, and that one actually like the melody of that just made a great guitar riff anyway. Yeah. I was like, oh, belter, cool, I'll go yeah. with that. And then I kind of realised that Good King Wenceslas, which is how it how it opens. Um, I think I think it's in D major that one, but it sort of modulates into G major by the end, which sets up Ding Dong really nicely. And I was just I was just kind of thinking through all the kind of classic uh hymns that that we could use and there's obviously some weirder ones out there which have like slightly weirder tonality but i wanted to keep things in that kind of standard like diatonic major minor kind of um ballpark just because the melodies are always so strong in those old hymns um and it was more just about how they kind of flowed and like i personally love little town of bethlehem like i remember that tune from like being like nine or something and singing that at school and always that melody is like stuck in my head. Although, here's a weird thing. When I mm-hmm. actually tried to Google uh, a version of Little Town of Bethlehem, the American version of Little Town of Bethlehem is really, really different. Like it's got all these mad like uh, diminished chord changes in it and stuff. It's been, it's really gospel. And I didn't recognize it. I was like, that's not the song that I know. And I had this weird moment where I was like, is this version of Little Town of Bethlehem that I'm about to ask loads of strangers to sing something I am the only one that knows about? Because every time I Googled it, I just got this mad scatty American version with like all these funky chords in it. I was like, that's not Little Town of Bethlehem. And then I found, yeah, I found like an original kind of like classical choir recording. I was like, that's the fucker. There it is. So, um, but it was, it was all about, how they interlocked and how they played well together. And I kind of like identified fairly early on that the Gloria part in Ding Dong sort of works quite well as a sort of chorus uh, in inverted commas, if you can have a chorus in a medley. So that's like quite a recurring theme throughout the, uh, throughout the arrangement. And it just, it's like a nice like sort of bridging thing as well. And it sort of works as a few tempo changes across it as well to accommodate the different changes and stuff. But it still worked in the slower tempos in in places and and things. So um, that just sort of flowed. But I mean, in terms of selecting the hymns, it was more just, well, which are the hymns I remember the most from when I was a kid? And they were the four that just popped into my head.
um, it's interesting because I, I mean, I've been listening to this a lot over the last couple of months and I now can't, I see Good King Wenceslas and Ding Dong Merrily on High as the same carol now, as the same it, hymn. Yeah. Because they go together so well. Um, I think I just cannot separate the two from my mind now. I, I think that that's one of the things that I've recognised actually is just how similar the tonality in like standard Christmas carols actually is. Because yeah, Good King Wences and Ding Dong, they're basically the same song. And and that was the thing that I even right. So for example, the, the little guitar solo that's in the middle, spoiler mm. alert, is um da, 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 what's that one? Joy to the world. And I was like, well that fits as well. And that actually put that over the top of the the riff from Ding Dong Merrily on High. They're two different songs, but they work perfectly together. They're more or less in the same tempo and they're exactly the same key. I think I had to modify, I had to change one note to get it to sit against the Ding Dong melody properly. But that was it. And I was just like, this is great. I'm loving this. I have to, I, you know what? I didn't even notice that the solo is Joy to the World. It is. You said it. Yeah. yeah. So you snuck another one in I there. I did, yeah. Well, I had Amazing. I had like just a standard guitar solo, didn't I, to start with on the demos, yeah. which I liked. I was pleased with that solo. It was good. Fair. But um, it just occurred to me, I don't even know. It was like a, a moment of like, like a light bulb moment where I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I can play Joy to the World over this and, and did like a harmonizing brian may joy to the world mm. kind of thing over the top and i was like yeah yeah and i also yeah. uh have to say i'm very proud of myself for pushing myself to do a really fast little lick leading into the solo which i don't normally do so uh i'm not very good at stuff like that and i was like oh go on i'm gonna have a go i'm gonna do it and i did I think the uh, silent night at the end builds to just such an absolute amazing cacophony of all these choral voices. And it was a real trial by fire because we really didn't have a clue how many vocalists would be interested in doing this. Mm. I think between us all, we probably asked around 40 would be right. my guesstimate. And I think we got about 10. So that's not yeah. bad. Not bad. Um, and we asked big, big names, small names, like all sorts of people. And um, yeah, I, I, there was kind of, I, I loved the idea of doing this massive choral silent night thing at the end, almost like a huge mono-esque post-rock build <laughs> to it. But I was so nervous at one point that we were only going to have like two vocalists on it. <laughs> and then it just had this really shit choir. <laughs> <laughs> I just had so much fear about that. But it sounds huge. It, it sounds does. absolutely I actually yeah. confess we have a little sort of mixing WhatsApp group for notes and so on and so forth. And I confessed earlier today in it that uh it brought a tear to my eye listening to it today. I don't know if that's just the relief of getting this whole thing together and actually it working <laughs> Poss possibly or not. But it's re I think it's really powerful. I think it sounds huge. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's dead rousing. I mean, you, the, the the blueprints there with that song, like straight away, you can, you know, it was like, well, it's got that slow tempo. Silent Night just really lends itself to that. I mean, we we had a bit of a back and forth over Silent Night. That was the only kind of, I guess, contentious moment in the uh, in the the production of the demo was whether the tempo was right in the end section. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, you know, in hindsight, I think I definitely did it way too quick to start with. Um, and then I was a little bit unsure of how slow it ended up being initially. But now I think it works really, really well. Um, but part of what makes the that end section so good is all the singers just seem to have latched onto the right harmonies and the right progressions, and it all just works together in this big like it's quite homogenous the vocal sound, but it's it's great. That's what that's kind of what it needs. And I, I sort of left the arrangement in terms of my parts um, quite sort of. Um, sparse in terms of the layering at that point because i thought the vocals are the thing that really needs to make this section happen so i put there's a big riff in there but it's not that i haven't put loads of atmospherics in and stuff which i was tempted to do which i did do on little town of bethlehem 
but Silent Night was just like the vocals are just front and center and that's and it just works really really well um and there's that little kind of uh sort of extended out the end of the chord progression a little bit just so there's a bit more room for some improv and some you know whatever you want to call it moments mm. <laughs> like i'm so excited for people to hear they're just they 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 sound huge like people being like ah! it's just yes. incredible you know it's all needs over to be there it's great i mean i uh, i i even had a go myself didn't i you did you did and 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 um such a shame that that track didn't quite make the final <laughs> edit I, I, don't know I wonder if sam's buried it in there somewhere i wonder if it's in there. maybe maybe i think if you play the record um in reverse for the first six seconds it's just uh, me it comes across as a satanic message right somehow. Yeah, right yeah. okay that, i mean that's very very much contrary to the hymnal uh <laughs> it is. content it is. of the song it's you know we like we like to serve both you know the, oh, the yeah. Yeah, christians you've, and you've, the you've, you've got you've got to think of your of your your demographics and think uh, of the audience yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we Keep have as neutral. many satanists as um <laughs> as christians i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> you know actually that's a thing that did occur to me like doing sort of mostly kind of christian songs in uh 2020 and how that sort of flies but i was like well all of these songs are so recognizable to anyone even if they're not religious that that i think it's cool because it, it, it's kind of one of those things where it just reminds you of, of for me anyway, it reminds me of being a child and, and, and what could be better than being a child at Christmas? Like it's, it's, it's way more magical when you're like nine, like now Christmas for me is cooking a nice roast dinner and getting drunk with my dad. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's what Christmas is for now. Um, but you know, when you're a kid, it, it's that, that, I wish, in a way, I wish that there was an opportunity to go back and experience that bristling, Christmas intense a energy of, of Christmas as a child. Because it mm. is unbelievable. Like, yeah. w- you're waking up at, like, half three, four in the morning, like, Christmas! Ah! Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to be able to rediscover that. And I feel like every year I almost feel like i'm trying to and then yeah quite manage it and maybe that's why as an adult i don't really like christmas because i'm always trying to recreate it's like a truck <laughs> i'm trying to recreate yeah. the high that like, i had like, when i was the, eight the years first old time you tried it yeah but that's um, kind of how that's sort of how i feel about you christmas know, these days it's a funny um, thing a um sort of being an adult anyway because like you realize over time with almost the burden of experience like you're enthusiasm level for almost everything sort of dips off at least mm. a, a little bit um i know that sounds really like almost morbid but it, it's kind of true like you know even i used to get really excited about going on a holiday and i've been in situations in my 30 in my early 30s where i've been like oh, i've got to get up early tomorrow to go on holiday <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You, you're going to go to a far off country, get some dopamine, and feel a bit better about yourself, but you, you're still making it a stressful act of misery. Pull I can't yourself get together. excited about holiday until I'm off the plane, like really in the destination. Yeah, because I'm, I, I don't fear flying. I just find it a nuisance. I find it really yeah. annoying. I just want to be there, you know. Yeah, I get so. that. I am actually um, secretly, although not that secretly, because I feel like I've let this slip in a few places, but I am actually a bit of a plane nerd. And uh, I I quite like aeroplanes, which sits quite uncomfortably with my uh, fairly green-leaning beliefs. But um, Mm. 
I do I'm like my, I've got sort of history of engineering in my family and like aviation engineering. My dad was an aviation engineer. My granddad was an aviation engineer. So naturally, I'm a guitar player. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I I get quite excited by planes. I like going on them, even fucking Ryanair's man. So I was about to ask because you can you really get excited about I don't know an Airbus A30 or something like that. <sighs> Mate, you're really close there, but it's not an A30. It's an A320. Is it an A320? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you tried to. <laughs> there we best. go. Nerd credentials uh, intact. Airbus A300, which was like the first kind of uh, like prototype Airbus that they made in the 70s. They started designing it in the 60s and it came out in the 70s and that became the A310, which a lot of uh, freight. Uh, based uh, airlines use now. Uh, you Is don't this get become many... very BBC Four. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the content you were expecting when you got me on here? This was running quite... <laughs> running you through did... the current Airbus uh, fleet options. I did. I did say before we started recording that like deviations are fine, and if you want to go off on tangents, that's fine. But but I didn't realise we'd get round to aviation. Uh, no. Well, uh... there you go. <laughs> any opportunity see i'm not i'm obviously not that shy about it because i literally like any every opportunity that i get to go oh i like planes me i'm (laughs) absolutely grabbing it grabbing hold of it i dragged my my long-suffering partner around duxford imperial war museum last year and uh, she actually loved it so Mm. lots of good museums it is a good museum anyway this is not christmas content (laughs) um if is this like a, a lot of people have already said to me that like oh brilliant we'll be doing this again next year and I my immediate reaction has been like no 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 um I'm not trying to get you on record or anything like that um but if you had the opportunity to sort of do this again and um how would you approach things differently if you could if you had a bit more time if you had a bit more sort of maybe a little bit more scope as to what we could do what we could cover does that make sense yeah certainly i mean i think the main thing that i'd want to do is um actually get in a room with with the musicians that are playing on it um you know and and so everybody's kind of gets the feel of how everything works and and we can jam it out together and and get pushes kind of locked in and stuff like that because obviously this has all been done pretty much remotely uh and it's you know it sounds it sounds great um but i i I think that it would be nice to to be able to like fine-tune it with other musicians and and stuff like that um actually Uh, in a space together that would be the that's quite a strange one for me because in a way i i don't disagree with you at all but at the same time i think this project was born out of the fact that we do all have to be remote and um if we had not found ourselves in the situation that we have this year, we wouldn't have done this as a project. But the idea of people doing their parts all over the country and then sending them in to Brighton, our HQ and Small Pond, um, felt like a very 2020 thing to do. Um, And it's part of the reason that I'm not sure if there will be others because hopefully this time next year you know we'll be back to normal and we'll do something more traditional yeah who knows we'll see what the response is like but um it felt very timely to do this project this particular christmas and and it doesn't didn't feel like the sort of thing that we would have done under different circumstances no so whilst i do agree with what you're saying in principle i think realistically that wouldn't have happened. It doesn't mean it won't happen in the future necessarily, but no, but I, th- I think, I think, uh, you know, I think I'm looking at your question in the terms of like, well, in an ideal world, how would you, how sure. would you do it differently? And I think, it, but th- yeah. that said though, I think part of the magic magic of this project is that it was done collaboratively, but in a way, pardon me, uh, where everyone was sort of, completely remote i mean like there was no point where i sat down with another musician and went oh this is how this bit goes and this is how that bit goes and and stuff like that it was all very much everybody listens to the track 
takes it home, digests it, and learns their part, puts their part on it. Whatever that may be, they just come up with it, and they and, and that's what we roll with. Yep. Um, which is cool, and and you know, it's it's very it's a very modern way to to do a recording. You know, there's there's bands that do stuff like that. You know, like bands that the drummer lives in L.A. and the guitarist mm-hmm. lives in London or whatever. Um, so it's a very modern and very you know, and it is very it's very born of of the situation that we're in at the moment that we find ourselves in, and that's kind of. Yeah. The, the flip side of it is, of course, is that by doing it that way, some of the major logistical aspects of doing a project like this are completely erased. So like one of the hardest things that you will ever find when you're trying to do a collaborative thing is syncing diaries up so you can all get in a room together. Even though that is a wonderful, beautiful thing, being musical with other people, you never know what you're going to come up with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and that can be amazing. And that spark is really, really important. But at the same time... Uh, I think maybe if we'd all been like, right, well, Tom, you need to get on a train and come down to Brighton or whatever, um, the the logistics of the project suddenly blossom into something a lot more intense. So, yeah. you know, I think more just to give you an answer, I was like, let's get in a room together. But actually, if I think about it, if I was going to do it again, I'd probably do exactly the same. <laughs> Brilliant. This time next year. Um, <laughs> running out of so, hymns though now. Come on. Running out of hymns though now. I don't know what yeah. we could do now. <laughs> We've done just them all. Use the so same fun. ones, but just do it in reverse. <laughs> um, we've had so many great vocal performances on, on this um, and they're still a little bit fresh in our minds because we've only really had the track with full vocals on for the last sort of 24 hours or so. But um, a vocal performance that really stood out for me um, is um, Jen from false advertising yeah. doing little town of Bethlehem. Real so cool. beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, I think she just really nails that kind of the beauty of that song. I mean, you said it's one of your favorites mm. um, and her vocal really kind of lifts it, I, I've, never, I've never been that bothered by Little Town of Bethlehem, I have I to confess. Um, but like hearing Jen's version of it, I'm like, oh, that is really, really good. It's, like it's a really beautiful tune. You know? It's like to me, because the, the thing that I love about Little Town of Bethlehem, I actually, I have to say, I know that you love Silent Night, but my, that's my favorite bit in the tune is Little Town of Bethlehem. And it's a fair the, shout. The thing, the thing that I love about it is how outrageously triumphant it sounds yeah. like realizing that i could put those big dirty power chords underneath it and make it just sound like really it's almost like um like a star wars fucking theme or something it's like, like the imperial yeah March it's just something. like <laughs> but then you've got this beautiful star it's like a big like massive christmas tree that can somehow shoot pine cones at people or something and it's huge and then you've got jen as this beautiful shining star on the top of this triumphant massive tree and it sounds really cool as a result that's one of the things that i've really enjoyed about this project is like taking something that is traditionally considered quite delicate and and, and beautiful but being able to realize it in a way that's got some real visceral fucking almost anger and power to it but realizing that that is still beautiful it's just it's like it's like watching a a massive storm wave crashing against a a cliff or something it's Mm. like well that's really beautiful but it's also like incredibly powerful and um triumphant uh, maybe you know like yes. that power that that urge of it i don't know whatever but it's good yeah regardless i absolutely understand what you're saying and totally um, agree with you i think um i really like toby's like from uh in technical leading in the track he has such a sort of gruff 
vocal to him. Yeah. So yeah. hearing him sing Good King Wenceslas is yeah, such a kind yeah. of diametrically uh, oppos- opposing thing. <laughs> and yeah, um, it sounds really big. Big, big props to Ash from Sugar Horse for his absolutely guttural screaming as well. I was very, oh very God, chuffed with yeah. his. Because uh, Ash sent me... Um, like a re- he sent me his, his early demo that he'd done and I was I was well chuffed with it. It sounded great. Like he'd really sort of got the vibe of it and, and just ran with it. It sounded wicked. I think Ash was the first person to give us vocals. Yeah, yeah, he was. And, he was straight in there. Like. Um, it, it came at a point where I was really in the mire with this project and just uh. in one of my funks where I was just like, it's just, a, I'm wasting everyone's time. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's going to sound absolutely awful. And then Ash's vocal came in and I was just like, oh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's That's be good okay. to know. Like, this is actually really cool. The tonic um, you needed. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Ash was just brilliant on, on this on this track just absolutely fantastic we've talked about it a little bit already but yeah just the overpowering choir of silent night i just think is such a beautiful moment you've got mikey um duetting uh doing his kind of like silent night you know, kind <laughs> of stuff coming in which i just think is i'm just so happy that we managed to get mikey on there because he's such a kind of multi-faceted pattern-esque vocal and to just bring something into that point which makes it a little bit off and a little bit, this should be really, really beautiful. But then there's this really mm, weird stalkerish vocal cre- behind it, it. That kind of Jekyll and Hyde kind of yeah, quality, yeah. which I really, really love. There's always a sinister edge just below the track, um, <laughs> which is just great. You know, I'm so pleased that he was up for doing it. One thing actually I, I was going to mention was just um, approaching the arrangement from the perspective of someone that a lot of the time writes instrumental music. Yeah, so that was an interesting thing for me because I, I was I was kind of like, well, these melodies are so strong. And I realized that how my default position often with my guitar writing is to is to want to play the melody on the guitar as well, which I didn't not do. Um, so there's a lot of places where I've I've doubled the vocal melodies with guitar lines and stuff like that. But there were definitely moments where I was like, well, should I just leave this open and 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 not have the guitar like backing the melody up? And there are a couple of spots where I did that. But for the most part, I was really surprised at how just having that guitar, like just plucking the melody out behind seemed to just glue everything really nicely. And I'm quite pleased about that because... Um, I think traditionally you just expect the guitar to be like chugging away power chords or playing rhythm chords behind it and not necessarily. I think sometimes there is a bit of a misconception that guitars get in the way of vocals as well, which I don't always agree with, especially Mm. like lead lines, as long as they're sympathetic to what the vocal's doing. And that's the beauty of working with these hymns, which already have such strong melodies, is that there's very little you can do to get in the way of that unless you're like adding stupid progressions and, and stuff like that. The probably my favorite thing that I did in the arrangement, not to just give myself a blowy here, but um, the discovering that I could put that little diminished chord change into over the top of silent night in one of the buildups. I was like, please everybody like this as much as I do, because (laughs) when I worked out, I could do it. I was like, Oh, that's really pretty. And that was like, really far into the process at that point and i was like yeah. oh am i gonna get away with this um but it did make the cut and it sounds lovely um yeah. you know but it, it's just kind of interesting really i think i get used to kind of working in that i have to be the the the, the main like source of melody uh in alpha male tea party and it's quite nice to sort of in a way sort of take a bit of a back seat from that and and just think about how you can arrange those melodies in a way that actually 
works for the instrument but doesn't sort of trip the vocals up and stuff and uh, i don't know it was good well, allowing space for potentially you know 20 vocalists on this thing or maybe just two <laughs> you know, well that's the on... thing isn't it really is um yeah. but interestingly enough i'd say that the more vocals you add the less you have to be careful and mindful of of the space needed for them because after a certain number of layers things start to become quite homogenous anyway so it then sort of presents itself as like a big wall of sound which is kind of how the end of silent night comes across which is great um it's more in the moments where you've got like a singular vocal that has to be that focal point that's where you need to be more um i guess more aware of of what you're doing so i think i generally speaking was quite keen to like separate the rhythm and the melodies out so that the melodies if if my guitar melodies were getting in the way they could be removed from the mix so that you just had the chords uh the chord structure underneath but the melodies were there to help kind of guide the vocalists and what they're meant to do and and so on and so forth but i think there's a lot of places where the unison lead lines are just left in and it sounds really nice for it so Mm -hmm. pretty pleased Mm -hmm. pretty pleased it's an absolutely beautiful arrangement and we were absolutely blessed to have you come on board with this Tom. You're I really, welcome. really appreciate all the hard work you've put into it. Um, and I think it sounds absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for dedicating so much time to it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, big ups to obviously Vlad for his bass. Um, Blake from Delta sleep for absolutely mm-hmm. smashing the drums. Sounds mm. so powerful and great. And and obviously all the incredible hard work that Sam at Small Pond is putting in at the moment to mix it as we are continuing to speak here. I'm sure he's, he's waiting for us to give him some more mix feedback. Yeah, I imagine. probably. Uh, <laughs> we probably jump yeah, off and do yeah, that. Yeah, and then do that. Yeah, Amazing. Exactly. Thank you so much, Tom. <laughs> no worries, Renfrey. You have a lovely Christmas. You too. Um, you too, my friend. I'll speak to you later, I guess. So there you go. That was very interesting. Probably. I haven't heard it, but... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, the song is great. And thank you very much for uh, taking the time to listen and hopefully go and download the song and, you know, give a a cause, which is obviously really important to all of us who are music fans, really, really important to all of us as supporters of grassroots music. We all want to see not just gigs come back. We want to see them come back with every venue as open and functioning and full and we want we want a vibrant live scene to come back when we finally do get gigs back so i think this is a really really good thing a really important thing so even if you think the song is bum um (laughs) r.i.p your taste by the way but (laughs) download it anyway and it's a one pound is that one pound minimum it is one pound minimum so if you do want to give more you are mm. welcome to and obviously we would that would be very very generous of you but you know we want to keep it affordable but hey it's kind of a christmas gift to mm. you from us but that it also gives money to charity if you give a christmas gift to somebody else so I, the circle of goodwill the circle continues that's what the season's exactly. about i think it, something like that i believe it is yeah, yeah. Oh, look i mean this is you know jesus died at christmas so um like you thanks know, for that's... filling us in on that <laughs> yeah that he did didn't he no he was but, born that's, well, that's one. what they say one or the other uh no, it was, was one born. of the he was, yeah he was born one or the other he died he was born something i don't uh, know it's something, something to do with easter bunnies or something we're losing the christians come on uh, <laughs> we are we are losing them but all the rest of them are like yes finally somebody said it <laughs> um thanks very much guys for listening to the show throughout the year um we will be back in the new year. I think we're going to take a little bit of time over Christmas to relax yeah. and chill out. And we will be putting out our Beatles special probably after Christmas because fuck yeah. me, that's going to be rough. So you can go over to patreon.com forward slash right podcast, check out our Patreon page if you miss our dulcet tones over this little period. But we will be back with some reviews. I think we're going to do, we talked about doing a, a review show of the big shit that's just come out over the christmas period while we couldn't do it so maybe we'll do that when we come back in january we may well do that we're gonna have to see what the schedule is like in january but yeah it looks likely that we'll do yeah it's not a lot out is there 
Anyway, good. Thanks very much, guys. Um, big thanks to our friends at Signature Brew. Again, as I said before, go over to signaturebrew.co.uk, put Riot Act in the checkout, and you'll get 10% off all of their lovely beverages. Hope you've had a beautiful Christmas, and thank you so much. We shall see you soon. <laughs>